0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by Craig Bowler-Jack. He is checking in on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Bowler, good morning.
1: Hello, guys. Welcome to New Orleans. How
2: are you? Well, we're doing well. I'm doing well. I, I expect some kind of tension. Because we have the sports cast of the year and the runner up in sports cast of the year. One's got to win, one's got to lose, and now you got to come, uh, you know, kind of face to face over the radio, so to speak.
0: I don't yeah, expect yeah. any tension unless someone welches on a certain bet that involves me getting free food.
1: No, no, no welch. That will occur as soon as uh, the schedule allows, allows a little it, barbecue yes. feast, my friend. Okay, but I can be you patient. For the
0: words. I have patience. I know Scotty G is flying all around the western United States for Mountain West games, and you are flying all around the United States for jazz games, but I'm just sitting here waiting to eat barbecue, so let me know. (laughs) I just hope
2: one day I can be nominated. Obviously, I don't have the skill or talent to win, but I would hope one day I could at least
1: be
0: in the running. That's all I ask.
1: DJ, you now have to talk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I don't know who, seriously, and this is true. I don't know who controls the votes, how you get nominated, and who votes no, and wins. I don't Russia I, Once,
1: I never have Russia
0: no, Russia's have. one possibility. Once upon a time, <laughs> I was told by someone who worked at the D News that the D News held 70 or 80% of the votes oh wow well, now i don't know a bias for me i worked at the that's, watchdog that's enemy. more than a i'm sure it was more than a decade ago and it could be longer than that i don't know how long ago that was but it was it it had to have been 15 years
1: yeah i i that's a great question i don't have an answer to it um i don't know really who all has votes do you it's have all one like a uh yes i, don't. I do but you can't you can't vote for yourself, so it doesn't so really matter. So let's get
0: right down to it. Did you vote for me or did you vote for Scotty? Because we were the three finalists. Tell the well, truth, Bowler. De- he didn't have to I vote for de- either of you. No, I left it empty. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see how you are. I would have voted for uh, me. I'm ordering a couple extra sides at this thing. I'm telling you that, yeah, right? Yeah, as if that yeah, was enough. Yeah, yeah, that's probably cold true. Slaw. No, PK made a strong point, actually. i got <laughs> to tip my cap to him there. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd voted for me, I would have ordered the sides anyway. Who are we kidding? I'll take the potato salad and the
1: coleslaw. Yeah. And we'll have to find a day that all the, the moon aligns. and. Well, and, you
0: know. after the Jazz sweep the NBA Finals, obviously.
1: I mean, they're not losing. There you again.
2: go. Yeah, let's make I quick they're, work of it right at that point. extremely
1: well. I, <laughs> it's an go. amazing run of 10. Hey, we're talking and 15 to 16.
2: We're talking about you know this midway point of the season is here who is m v p of the team and to me, I think it's unquestionably rudy gobert
1: you know uh maybe a month ago I would probably not agree, but the way that he's played in uh, the last twenty uh has been so impressive uh on both ends of the floor p k um you know there's a lot of a lot of guys that need a piece of that uh m v p trophy, but I think too that you know, Donovan has been solid expected. Bogdanovich is fitted in this team much better than I think all of us thought. Uh, and his athleticism is a, maybe a surprise. I, he's more multidimensional uh, than I maybe even I thought when I saw him play in Indiana. And then you've got names starting to pop up. Clarkson has fit like a glove in 10 games. How about that? Coming to a team, and he hasn't tasted defeat uh, from Cleveland. I mean, he's 10 with the Utah Jazz, and Moutier's growth is impressive as well. So, um, you know, and Joe's another great story. I mean, we can just keep going on and on from a, from a bench, from that six-man role back to a starter. Uh, because of Conley's injury, uh, they make some decisions to go back to Joe. And this whole team, man, is just so intriguing. But the centerpiece, I think you're spot on, uh, and again, I don't know if he'll garner all-star votes, um, but maybe the coaches in this league will understand his importance. I think on this road trip, every it head coach will. we we've run into uh, has been basically in awe of what Rudy uh, contributes and how he, uh, you know, basically blows up a lot of coaches' offenses and how they're in a scramble mode. I thought we saw that in Brooklyn uh, just a couple of nights ago. So. Uh, Yeah, incredible talent. Uh, Maybe starting to get a little bit more offensive-minded as well, and maybe trying to improve his shot selection and showing a little bit more of a a deeper skill set, too.
0: So we've had a couple people say, hey, there's a different hero every night on offense, and I think that's because... Every team decides who they're going to leave open, but that person is capable of making them pay. So if you just run the offense, and Joe always talks about don't you know, decide what you're going to do, don't try to score a bunch of points, just make the mm-hmm. right basketball play. On any given night, Rudy might be open for the lob, but they might be bringing a third guy into the lane, so there's no layup and there's no lob. So then it's which perimeter shooter is open and has a big night. It feels like they've got it figured out, but it feels like also there's always another adjustment coming. But I don't have any idea how someone's going to adjust to this when Rudy's going to make every dunk and there's four guys who shoot over 40% from three. It seems like there's nothing left for a defense well, to do. But hope yeah, they know, miss. Matt
1: and, yeah, Matt and I talked about that in Big T and <clears throat> You know, we We got into discussion, and there, I think this is one of the most dangerous teams right now. And they, and you know, again, weapons uh, are a plenty. Uh, the Clarkson acquisition, Moutier's growth, George Niang getting more minutes. You know, those are other guys that have three point ability. And George has proven that. And then there's Royce O'Neal that plays really uh, one of the better, just young defenders in this league. Doesn't get a lot of accolades, you know, for scoring because that, they don't need him to. He's he's a defensive specialist, but. Uh, can fire in a three-point shot as well. So yeah, to your point, DJ. Uh, I think it's a scramble mode for most defenses. And when the Jazz are on, and they are right now uh, with the perimeter shot, then it's an unstoppable offense. And then they also give you effort on the defensive end. Uh, it's it's a dangerous uh, combination. Um, and I think again the passing, the assists are up, the turnovers are down, uh, and that's another another indication. You know, and I know it's overused, but <clears throat> Connection, comfort, communication—use whatever word you know you want to describe it. But I think those couple of numbers there kind of indicate the Jazz are finally understanding how to play this game. Uh, you know, together uh, with this this team constituted, uh, and I think those those la- those numbers, uh, especially the turnovers, they were they were getting ridiculous at one point earlier this season. Uh, you know, multiple turnovers on multiple possessions and now it seems like they're just taking care of the ball and they know where to stick and know where to pass and and are hitting shots too, which makes a big difference.
2: So when you speak of this togetherness on offense, which is obvious, you know, anytime you compliment Joe, he wants to punch you in the face. He just won't have it. It's all he about won't have it. nah, it's all about the team and whatnot. Although I'm getting sick of him with the all shucks attitude when he's playing at this <laughs> level because he's a bona fide NBA. I wouldn't put him left the level of a superstar, but you know you can go the next level because he's Absolutely. right there. So how much of this cohesiveness? Uh, can be attributed to Joe's improved play. And we asked him about this when he was on the show, but he was quick to make sure that it's not at the expense of Conley. It's more about Joe playing better.
1: Yeah. You know, he won't talk about that. And he is, uh, I know it's the all shucks, and he kind of gets a little, you know, snippy with the media. And that's good, man. That's Joe. I mean, that's, that's the way he likes it, and that's the way, I think, you know, again, motivates himself. Look, he makes the first three in Brooklyn the other night, and he, and he kind of glances over at the Nets, and you know it gets teed up uh, shortly after. You know he likes to play with that chip on his shoulder, you know, and and uh, but he is a bad team. And I PK at 32. Very few players that I can even think of ever ever improve or take their game up a notch, and that's where Joe Ingles is right now. Usually you have peaked at that point in time of your career. Maybe you're just playing kind of solid ball until 35 hits, and most guys are out of the league. But, uh, yeah, it's an amazing story uh, that Joe Ingles continues uh, to improve, and he looked like he was – I don't think he would admit it either. Uh, Just not in in, in the moment. It wasn't his style to be a six guy. I think he's a starter. These guys give him opportunities to be a playmaker – And he likes that as well. He loves to maybe get that ball into Gobert with the pick and roll and pick. Look at his assists. I mean, he's nearly five a game, and that's crazy. I mean, you know, for a guy, uh, you know, of all the things that he does. But, man, he just gets it, PK. Uh, He's just a smart player, and I'm with you. Not at the superstar level, but, man, I'd say there's nights that I would put him as an all-star. There's no doubt. He's multifaceted. I, I love watching him play.
0: See, I think his improved play, and I think that the drop in turnovers, goes back to the change on the bench. I think that guys on the other team were able to gamble defensively because the Jazz had a couple non-shooters on the floor that you could leave. They were able to double because of that, and now you can't. And there's a guy wide open, and he can make a shot. And I think that's been the biggest change and it's enabled Joe to play better because Joe couldn't score because there were three guys in the paint and they weren't leaving him but he couldn't get assists because he was throwing the ball to guys who couldn't make shots Now Joe's not going to come on and say yeah my teammates really sucked so I'll say it they cut a guy, they traded a guy, they benched a guy. I mean, the bench is totally different. And it's not on totally. any one of those guys, but the accumulative impact of putting three more scorers on the floor changes everything.
1: You know, I remember, too, in, those, uh, in the earlier games of the season, to your point, uh, DJ, is that Ingalls would be crowded on the perimeter and doubled on most nights, which would, again, eliminate his shooting. He was forced to take late shot clock threes. Mm-hmm in a bailout situation. So to your point, spot on, uh, because he was the target of that second unit and didn't allow him to really have some open space to do his work. Uh, And you're right with the changes in Clarkson's ability to move and to slash, uh, along with Moutier's uh, great improvement, uh, you know, the bench has become a dangerous weapon for the Jazz, and they also blend those two, especially with the five uh, the five starters. So, you know, out comes Bogdanovich or out comes Joe and in comes Jordan or A Donovan gets his rest. So you never really lose much uh, in the second unit when they're on with George Nyang and Tony Bradley. I mean, the blending's pretty impressive, you have to admit. And those nine uh, and sometimes ten with uh, Tucker, Rajon Tucker, uh, they they just have speed, strength, and a lot of shooters, as you mentioned, and that equals a 10-game winning streak.
2: They've certainly been aware of that. The teams that they've been beating outside of the Clippers have mostly, if not all, been under five hundred. and obviously that changes over time, and it's going to change here very, very soon. Uh, before the All-Star break, I think they have... Uh, eight opponents that are going to be above 500 including teams that they haven't seen that they're right in the hunt obviously the nuggets you throw in the rockets there so how much do you think and i don't know that they necessarily talk about it but that they they actually are relishing the opportunity because if they storm into the all-star break then it's like yeah we got your teams over under 500 that we've beaten but how about these other guys too and so they really make a statement in terms of legitimacy
1: yeah, no, that's that's the next step in this whole evolution of this team. PK is a schedule. Earlier in the season, uh, you know, it was uh, kind of a heavy dose of Memphis, uh, you know, and, and you saw Oklahoma City a couple of times and the Clippers. Uh, but now I think the real interesting test is about to come. But think about the confidence that they are building and they've worked out some of these issues. They've made the, the tweak on the bench. In fact, not a tweak. They made some major, big decisions. By the way, to to trade, uh, you know, Dante Exum and let Jeff Green go. Those are big decisions and gambles. But they didn't have any choice, in my opinion, because they had to make something happen uh, to give the Jazz kind of a new life, uh, a, a new look, a new identity. And now the the, the schedule comes into play here, as you're right, before the All-Star break. In fact, next week uh, when the Jazz get back, you start to finally see uh, the Jazz play Denver, right? You see them play the Houston Rockets. have yet to play them this season. And so uh, it's going to be a test for the Jazz. And finally the critics out there will say, yeah, this soft schedule, you should be winning. Well, okay. But they're also dominating right now. So now the test is: Can you beat the elite teams? Allegedly, the elite teams with the Jazz are now building to be one. Those are going to be great head-to-head uh, matchups, and I think those will answer those games will answer some questions that everybody's uh, kind of been pondering for the last uh, you know three to four weeks.
0: By the time we visit with you next week, the Indiana Pacers game will be in the background and uh, have already been played. I'm curious because I always say this, and then PK always mocks me. Pros don't think like that. Do you think the Jazz, because they've lost, and I don't really care your opinion on this, but I know that you know the guys better than we do, and I'm really curious what you think they would tell you. Do you think they've circled this one a little bit and they're bitter because the Pacers have beaten them three times in a row over two years by some pretty big margins? Or do you think it's just another game, Indiana's pretty good, here we go?
1: You guys know athletes. They will tell you, look, one game at a time. But in reality, that's the motivator. Uh, they understand it. They know. Uh, I mean, I, 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 you, you and I, all three of us, we've, we've sat and talked to professional athletes and even college athletes uh, who usually don't like to show their hand. But down deep, that's what it's about. I mean, it's about rivalry. It's about let's go. This is, you know, we're not going to have this. Yeah. Yeah, Bogdanovich, let's be honest. That means something to him. I mean, it has to. It uh, goes back, and it's you know it's a high five, and some of a lot of those teammates were gone too. A lot of these teams, if, you know, here's the other thing too. I've realized in the West, especially when the the injuries came to Durant, and now Curry and Clay, and Durant's off to Brooklyn. Um, you know, the whole West decided to make their move. So you know these the times where you go back and and a high five old teammates this particular year. There's not a lot of guys that that were playing with them a year ago. And so sometimes you lose a little bit of that, you know, of that hello, I'm back type of feel. The crowd remembers you, but the teammates are all totally, they're all gone and dispersed to other teams. Uh, and so, you know, that impact doesn't have as much. But still, I still think it plays into, into their hands. That Look, yeah, we know we've been beaten and beaten badly. You're coming to see us. Uh, so it's it's time to, to show you what we are about. And I, I think it plays into it, absolutely. They won't tell you that, but it, it's in their head for sure.
0: Bowler, as always, we appreciate it, and we'll appreciate it more when you get back in town and you buy me barbecue. Congratulations on the sportscaster of the
1: year. Thank you, pal. Appreciate year. you. Yeah. Thanks, you, guys.
0: Craig Bowler, Jackie, joins us every week here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.